We have a population of about 230,000. But what does that mean? Who are the Arlington residents? How are they being served? How can we better serve them? Coming to you from the studios at Arlington Independent Media, I'm your host, Lynn Borton, and this is Choose to be Curious. Welcome. This is a show all about curiosity. We talk about research and theory, but mostly it's conversations about how curiosity shows up in work and life. I was recently approached to do a video interview for a series devoted to social enterprise. One of the questions they warned me they will ask is about a favorite quote. Well, you know me. I love quotes, so choosing one may prove a challenge. For now, I think I'm going to go with the wisdom of Henry James, who wrote in The Art of Fiction, try to be one of those on whom nothing is lost. I appreciate the affirmation of paying attention, noticing stuff, embracing opportunities, and internalizing insights as they emerge. It's a good reminder that we never know what information or experience is going to be important to us, so we should attend to it all. James's line came to mind some weeks ago when I opened my email to find a message from my county government with links to what they called Arlington's 2019 profile, a data-rich collection of factoids about the place I call home. The profile got me thinking, how do we know what we know about where we live, and what might I learn about my home of 30-some years if I got curious about what I don't know about it and the information that can and is being collected and analyzed? And who decides what information is collected or how it's used? And then I thought, this is somebody's job. Who are those somebodies? And what are they curious about? And how does their curiosity shape what I and others think we know or how we live? And as luck would have it, and because happily that's how communications in this county work, there were some contact names at the bottom of that email. So I shot off a quick request for a conversation, which is what brings Elizabeth Hardy to the studio today. Elizabeth is a principal planner and demographer for Arlington County. I think it's her job to distill and analyze a whole lot of data and then use that information to help county leadership make good decisions about services, allocation of resources, and projections for our collective future and good. This year, of course, that's a project that gets all the more intensive as we undertake the census, which adds an interesting and timely twist to this discussion. That all seemed like a good curiosity conversation to me, and I was delighted when Elizabeth agreed to join me. So welcome, Elizabeth. Great. Thank you so much for having me here. It's really a pleasure. So let's start with the 2019 profile, since that was what captured my imagination. It includes everything from basic information about the county's size and location to really specific data points like the population density and median age on the three major corridors, the number of bocce courts, three, it turns out. I could name one. I don't know <laughs> where the others are. And then nuggets like with 41.9 million square feet of rentable building area, Arlington has more private office space than the downtowns of Los Angeles, Denver, and Atlanta, and the central business districts of Dallas and Seattle. So there were things in here that I totally knew and things like that that blew me away. And tell me, what's the purpose of the profile other than blowing away people like me? 
Well, the profile is such a great resource because, as you said, it provides a wide variety of data and information about the county that you can find all in one location. Um, the document has actually been around since 1982. Um, I saw that. You can go back through all of them, which you is can. very cool. You can. The data nerds among us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can go back and look to see what was captured, what yeah. was the current population, you know, how has Arlington changed, and really do that, you know, more of a deep dive research. This year for 2019, we really wanted to expand the profile. And actually, we have about 50% more data than we had in previous really? years. Really? Yes. And but you don't collect data, right? You're you're extracting this from other places. That's right? exactly right. We don't collect data. We we gather data from administrative data mm-hmm. from around the county. Um, and we gather data from the Census Bureau uh, we, to learn about trends for Arlington and understanding, you know, what's that underlying population count. Um, but then we take census data and we use it to make uh, estimates for the county in terms of population estimates, population forecast. So we produce our own data in addition to collecting administrative data from around the county as well. And so this year you say it was 50 percent more data. Mm-hmm. And I know you described the the profile as enhanced. Yes. So what does that mean? So we actually designed the document to be, um, so you can break it up into different fact sheets. So each of the sections are, you're able to take a section on population or a section on transportation and just have a quick front and back one pager for each of them. Mm-hmm. And the design of the pages are, you know, the front page has the overall overall stats for the county, but then the back actually breaks it down by the metro corridors. Mm-hmm. So the corridors, the Roslyn-Balston corridor, um, U.S. Route 1 corridor, and Columbia Pike corridor, because the corridors makes up so much of Arlington's story, right, right? and our right. planning story. And it's very important to highlight how the demographics in the corridor are very different from the other neighborhoods throughout the county. That was actually one of the things that really jumped out at me. I mean, if that was your goal, Mm -hmm. um, well done, because it certainly landed for me. And and I thought I was impressed at the uh, the visual information displays that you had that I thought were pretty effective ways of capturing a lot of information in a very digestible form and realizing, huh, how you think about the county really depends on like where you drop the pin in the county and how things look. So you're nodding. What, yes. what comes to mind? Yes. That? I, you know, one of the things I said, well, what comes first, the population or the structure, right? Yeah. What brings, is it the market driving the structure, the housing, type of housing that's desired in Arlington? Or is it, you know, the people who want to live in Arlington? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess they go hand in hand. Right. So it's very interesting to see over time, since about 1980, we've had a steady population growth in Arlington, and we've grown about 1% a year Mm -hmm. uh, on average. So in the 70s, we actually had a population decline in Arlington. But what we found was that going back and looking through, my curiosity got me, (laughs) right? And I said, well, what was going on in the 70s in Arlington? Uh Um, So we did some research back through old documents and found that, you know, the number of households actually increased during the 70s. But we had a decline in population. So that showed us that it was the household structure that was changing. And what was going on, we had apartments being converted to condos and the families living. What had been a family is now one or two people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So it would have been a family living in an apartment was now, you know, marketed to someone who could afford to buy a condo and Mm -hmm. live in Arlington. And it was a very different household structure. 
Well, I was looking at that because I was I was interested. I was curious to notice that the average household size has remained pretty constant, and yet the type of household. I mean, I moved to Arlington County in 1985, and it was a much older county at that point. So. I imagine, I didn't go back to look, but I imagine that what that was, first of all, there were many fewer households, and they were probably empty nesters at that point. And now it's, I mean, I live near courthouse. It's all 30-somethings. You know, when I bought my house, what's now all those big apartment and condo buildings, that was a single-family house neighborhood. Sure. You know really different. It is different. The structure is very different. Um, But you're, you know, the majority of Arlington's housing are one and two bedroom units, especially in the corridors. Um, So those, you know, will have a lower household size to kind of balance out the the neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. the single family Mm -hmm. detached housing that have, you know, higher family sizes. But you're right. Again, same around 1980, you know, we had an average household size of 2.07. And in 2010 was 2.09. So, you know that's not that's not the a number very hasn't big, changed, right? But the circumstances around that number, right? So that to me is interesting. And before I get there, yes. I want to I want to sort of ask on the on the profile. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look at that, what what are you curious about? I mean, this is what you do, right? Mm-hmm. But what in this really? piques your interest? What seems to you the most like, ooh, let me get my hands on that. Right. (laughs) Right. And I think it's just the amount of data that's available at the county level and the data that we collect uh, through, you know, administration, um, whether it be real estate data or, you know, helping people through, you know, Department of Human Services. We just collect Mm -hmm. a vast amount of information. And, you know, I want to help to make that available to the public mm-hmm. and in a mm-hmm. digestible way that people can just understand what's going on with the county. Make that full picture, you know, because we have a population of about 230,000. But what does that mean? Right. Who are the Arlington residents? How are they being served? Um, how can we better serve them? And I think, you know, starting with data and numbers, trying to understand what's really going on is is key to yeah. doing that. Yeah. So this is the the opening for you to make the sort of the plug about why why collecting this information, why having this information, reporting this mm-hmm. information is so important, and the decisions that get made around that. So elaborate right. on that. Right. I mean, why why should we care about these numbers? How do they right. get used? So one of the one of the things that we do is we do population forecasts. So mm-hmm. we use census data and we use information based on our development tracking system that we actually produce in-house. We track um, permits, building permits, and we look at construction over time Mm -hmm. and enable to see how and where Arlington is growing in terms of housing units by volume and by type. Mm -hmm. And that allows us to apply factors in terms of average household size and occupancy rates to change that built environment to an estimated population. Mm-hmm. So those population estimates are used you know, throughout the county mm-hmm. for services needs, you know, planning for future, the future. We use the same method for doing our population forecast. Uh, the county is part of the um, Metropolitan Washington Council of Governments cooperative forecasting process. And these numbers, these forecast populations are wrapped into the regional 
housing forecast and re- regional population forecast um, and used in the travel demand model. So we can understand What's the travel demand so model. So origin destinations, oh, okay. like where are okay. people originating, you know, their, their home trips um, to work, where are people going, trying to understand those flows uh-huh. to understand where people live and work and, you know, understand what services they'll need or what infrastructure they'll need. So that's interesting there. because you are it, there's a little bit of secret sauce in there because you're you're looking at historic data or present yeah. data and then trying to take a guess about what that might translate into in the future and of course right. I one of the things I I'm a walker, right? So I noticed that uh, I think it was 4.6% of the uh, weekly commuting mm-hmm. It's done by walking, which is how I walk. I walked to work for years. Right. And, um, and I thought, wow, I'm like a tiny fraction of the people. So spin that out a little mm-hmm. bit. How do you use that? Like you look at that and that makes you curious about what and how does that get used either for forecasting or allocation of resources or anything else in the county. Right. So when we um, forecast and we look at plans, whether mm-hmm. it be for the you know metro station area or a small area plan, so for Roslyn, for example, we're planning for future densities mm-hmm. um, and future population growth. It's can the infrastructure, the transportation infrastructure handle that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding you know what options can we offer people to use other methods of travel besides single occupancy vehicles, right? right. How can we enhance transportation system, what will we need? Where will we need to spend resources um, to bring these these plans to fruition, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all it's all wrapped together. Uh-huh. Um, it's hard to really break it apart when it's so intertwined. But it is it does bring out curiosity and you know when we're doing the forecast, well, what if we change the timing on some of the development in this area or that area? What do we think is gonna happen here based on what we've heard, um, you know, based on permits and when will these these different projects deliver? Right. Um, and we're very unique, I think, in Arlington because when we do our forecast, we do it at the parcel level. So we're building it from the ground up. We use so G- parcel is how big a piece. It depends oh, okay. on um, like so a parcel is you know some is um, real estate you know someone's real estate mm-hmm. parcel like mm-hmm. or their land area for okay. their building. So we do it at a very small geography level, and mm-hmm. then we build it up from there, which makes our forecast very defendable. Uh, when we look so at you're the starting timing. it up very granular level. Yes. Oh, interesting. So it also seems to me that, you know, data, information begets knowledge, but mm-hmm. it also begets questions. Oh, it does. Right? The more you know, the more I would hope you would then want to know and sort of look for the, well, what's the backstory here or what might the implications be? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how that plays out for you. So something that's very difficult to understand just by looking at the data is the why. Mm-hmm. So why are we seeing these trends? Why is, you know, why do we have such a growth in Arlington Public Schools, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it because millennials were starting to, you know, get into the the years where they had kids, stayed in Arlington? Was it because people moved here during the recession for jobs and they decided to stay? And it's hard to understand that why, and we really don't know until the time has passed and we can look at more mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. But that all, you know, the more that we gather, the more data that we analyze, and the more data that becomes available um, over time from different places allows us to make that complete picture. Mm-hmm. So we might not get an exact why, but we get, you know, pretty close so, to understanding. So that, that raises an interesting question. Do you have 
what I would describe as curiosity practices. I mean, ways that you sort of ask the why of yourselves or push into the data right. as a as a discipline or a checklist. I mean, is there like almost a curiosity checklist as you're going through this? So one of the things that uh, I could say is like that, a checklist, is uh-huh. our work with Arlington Public Schools and their demographers there. Oh, okay. And we get together on an annual basis, at least, at least once a year, we get together more often than that, to do a review of how our forecast and projections align. And we oh, because so we, they do something independent. They do. Oh, and then you sit there and go, well, I got this and you got this. <laughs> oh, right. Ooh, so interesting. Our, right, so we take our population totals uh-huh. and we apply factors and we actually get projected births uh-huh. from our forecast based on a, a complicated model. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then we give that to Arlington Public Schools to put in their forecast along with future development. Mm-hmm. So every year we get together and we look at, you know, how did this pan out? What mm-hmm. new data do we have to say, mm-hmm. was this the correct way to approach this? Mm-hmm. Is this the best way to do projections? What other data can we use? Um, so that that is a very curious conversation yeah. um, that we're getting ready to have and, with them. And then have you found that your practices have changed and evolved through that process? I think we're to the point where, where we have to have those discussions mm-hmm. more in depth. So the community facilities study, which happened in around 2015 to 2017, it really was, you know, kind of groundbreaking in the work that APS and mm-hmm. CPHD, mm-hmm. Um, Community Planning, Housing and Development, did together to share data. And we're to the point now where we can look back at some of the trends and say, okay, is this the best approach to take for student projections? Right. Um, and refine and revise them. And same with the forecasting process, you know, when, when we get more data from the Census Bureau. So there's a good segue to the census. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of what you do is, as I understand it, is is take information that's collected through the census and then um, you sift and sort and, and break it down and really try to understand it in the, you know, in this context, right? So, from Arlington's perspective, what does the census actually look like? What might we anticipate? How might we be involved? Make the case right. for why we should care about Census 2020. The census is so important. It is the foundation of so many programs and services and the foundation really is a blueprint Mm -hmm. for our country. Mm -hmm. It's people's, you know, civic duty, it's their civic right to be able to be counted. And it's the way that our government was set up to really get a full count of the population so yeah, that we can... I love the language from yeah. the, I, This is my yes. research, right? Because yes. I'm a little data nerd, too. <laughs> that the, the Census Act of 1790 said specifically they wanted a just and perfect enumeration of all persons resident within their district. So the marshals who were charged with mm-hmm. this, I guess, sort of your predecessors. So I love this language of a just and perfect yes. enumeration. A little fraught at the time, given that they were, you know, counting some bodies and not others. But as a, as a concept, that seems to me to be a really lofty and quite elegant goal. It is. So what does that look like in 2020? Right. So in 2020, everyone is measured the same. Yeah. Um, everyone is counted. Everyone mm-hmm. needs to be counted. Yeah. It is so important, as you know, we talked about for our, you know, just our population, understanding who the county is, how we can grow, and then also making sure that 
our residents get their fair share of federal funding. So we don't have everyone counted. You know, our funding for different services that come from the federal government could go to another jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to make sure um, that we have that understanding of community, that we can have fair representation of our residents and also, you know, have financials financial means to support the services that our community needs. So as an individual, how do I how do I ensure that I'm counted? So the census is going to send out invitations. It's a little different this time around. Oh, so okay. in the digital age, uh, things are are changing. The census is going to start mailing invitations for people to participate. Uh, in March, March 12th of 2020. Because April 1st is really like the official That's day. That's correct. So April 1st is the official census day. Mm-hmm. So when you get the form, you fill it out where you are as of April 1st. Uh-huh. And the census is really driving people to go online and fill out their form. Uh-huh. Okay. So there, there's basically 10 questions, some that have to be repeated based on the number of people in your households, but they're very... Very basic, your name, birthday, uh, um, sex, race, origin. Um. So that's a long way away mm-hmm. from right now, but you're you're busy on this now. We are. So what does that consist of? So right now we are working with a complete count committee, which is a group of very diverse Arlington residents. Uh, we have about 42 people on the committee, um, which is chaired by Elisa Ortiz and Wanda Pierce. Oh. They are doing a fabulous job of bringing these groups together and creating a grassroots campaign uh-huh. throughout the county. So we are working with them to make sure that everyone gets counted. And this committee uh, is very important. So we are working with the committee members to try and get census partners Uh throughout the county. So even though the committee members are residents, we need those businesses. We need community organizations, nonprofits to sign on and, you know, spread the word Uh in the community because they are the trusted voices, right? So to really educate the public and tell them why is it important, Mm -hmm. why everyone counts. Mm -hmm. Everyone has the right to be counted in the census, and it is so important to make sure that they do. Mm-hmm. So whether it's working through Arlington Public Schools or working through nonprofits, uh, we want to be everywhere. We want to have the census uh, mes- messaging for you know everyone to hear and see through from you know starting slowly in September uh-huh. of this year, and then you know really hit it in. January of uh-huh. next year, 2020. Right. right. So Wanda Pierce has a radio show here. She at does. WERA, Philanthropy Matters. I'm going to have to talk to Wanda about how WERA gets to promote the census. Yes. I think that would be a great thing. So what do you wish that the rest of us were curious about in the county and all of the stuff oh, you have access to? What do you wish we were, the rest of us were curious about? That's a hard one. <laughs> Um, I think how the data really represents Arlington's population, Mm, right? Yeah. So, right, how how has Arlington changed over time? Uh And how is the current vision of the county? Is it where we want to be? How could we, you know, what do we need to do in the future? And how can that be measured by the data that we use, the data that we produce? I think that's what... What I wouldn't like 
people to think about, you know, where we are right now as a county. Is yeah. it where we need to be? Yeah. And then where do we need going to the future? So that's great because that's really sort of the argument for why it's important to choose to be curious about the place that we live and sort of what's true now, but also what do we want to have true in the future? Mm-hmm. And what ought we be thinking about now to ensure that we get to that envisioned right. future? And that's really what you do, right? It is. Yeah. Well, so thank you for that. That's very cool. So before I let you go, are you ready for my big jar of wannabe analogies? I'm ready for it. Okay. (laughs) That's the spirit. Okay. So reach in. Take a slip of paper. I'm going to take one. I'll take one for our audience as well. Okay. And we're going to make an analogy to curiosity with whatever is on that slip. And you can go first or you can – I'll go. Whatever you prefer. So I have butter. (laughs) Is curiosity like butter? It's what is that saying? Um, everything's better with butter. Uh, so everything's better with curiosity. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> you're hired. Okay. I have, oh, we have a little theme going. Uh, I have cooking. How is curiosity like cooking? Um, I'm going to say that curiosity is like cooking because you simmer things, you uh, things are half baked. It's about mixing ingredients together and. Um, and fixing up something that's really delightful to consume. So that's how curiosity is like cooking. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for this. And if people want to learn more, where can they get more information? So for the profile, they can go to arlingtonva.us slash profile, and that will take them right there to all that data, fun data. Uh Um, And if they want to become an Arlington Census partner, which would be fabulous, Uh, they can go to arlingtonva.us slash census. Great. And that will take them right to all the information they need. Great. Okay. And I'll put those links on my website as well. People can have them there. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again. Great. Thank you so much. You've been listening to WERA 96.7 FM. If you joined us late or want to catch up with this or any of the other great programs here on Radio Arlington, check us out online and on demand at WERA.FM. You can hear all my previous shows on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, and Facebook, all at Choose to be Curious, and on my website at ChooseToBeCurious.com. I hope you follow me there and on Twitter at choose number two, letter B, curious. I forgot to do this, but don't forget to send us your your curiosity analogy for hope. Hashtag analogy. How is curiosity like hope? I'm really interested to see what people do with that one. Many thanks to my guest, Elizabeth Hardy. I've got links to that fascinating county profile on my website, as well as the Census 2020. And on behalf of Elizabeth and all of her colleagues, be sure to complete the census forms when they come. To say yes to the invitation. Thanks, too, to Sean Ballack for our theme and other music. I hope you'll join me again next time. And until then, choose to be curious. Choose to be Curious is sponsored in part by realtor Christine Hopkins. Curious about real estate? Christine works with clients from around the world using her time and knowledge to build community. As she likes to say, community engagement has always been my big why. Working in real estate has helped me express that. What makes you part of a community more than living there? For more information, visit facebook.com slash Nova House Hunter.